sonicjournal.tumblr.com, blog entry, Against the Wind, Improving Audio Project Workflow. Thoughts for this piece were inspired by a discussion with an audio friend on creativity versus use of time in relation to music and audio production projects, which we were both working on a lot. In particular, how to know a creative mix or production project is actually finished, and most importantly, when to stop. It's all too easy to get wrapped up in the minute detail of one tiny edit, as we all know, but when you have a hundred or more of these edits to do before the work is technically even close to completion, How long should you spend on each step? Without a deadline in place, an infinite amount of time may be used to experiment, chop, change, and alter every little element of a project. Whether you're working alone, for a client, or in collaboration, there will be time constraints, and these absolutely must be met if you fancy any chances of working for them ever again. So there needs to be a strategy in place. While experimentation is necessary and essential for personal and skill development, here are some methods I found really useful for increasing workflow and productivity without completely neglecting all the important creative urges that pop up from time to time. Quick start, melody, rhythm ideas. What I like to do is save interesting but unused melody or rhythm ideas as MIDI clips So throw them into a folder, get them out of the way of the current project, but still get them down and get them saved somewhere. When new ideas are needed, then scanning through this folder can save a lot of time and also get the creative juices flowing without having to constantly keep creating from scratch at the start of each project. This can apply to melodies, bass lines, rhythms, drum patterns, anything like that, just something that takes your attention and that may be useful in future. Quick start effect and processing chains. I love to make racks and folders for useful and creative effects or processing chains and plugin settings. These can then be dropped into any channel for the desired or at least close to desired result as a starter. I have mastering process chains, group processing for voiceover and vocals, for bass, for drum combinations, distortion chains and effect return chains, including reverbs, delays and widening, for example, which I use really often, so like to have them at hand to throw into a project without too much faffing. Loudness matched reference tracks. I keep loudness matched reference tracks on muted channels that bypass any grouped processing. So this can go for working on a podcast project where I'll have a mix down of a project I've worked on previously that is hitting a certain level. I'm happy with the sound of it. But then any of the grouped processing going on with the project I'm currently working on won't include the reference track. So when I solo the reference track to have a listen to it it won't be going through the same processing as everything else it'll be bypassing it so i'm hearing it clean hotkeys 
it's really useful using hotkey shortcuts. The ability to assign and control whatever you do a lot, so solo references, A, B, tracks, arrangement, zooms, cut, split, clip, mute, chains of commands, whatever it is. Having some choice of hotkey shortcuts set up for big edit projects can really speed up the workflow and help make important decisions happen far quicker, leaving more headspace for the creative tasks at hand. Grouping for easy control. This could be for Atmos, for voiceover channels, for music, for backgrounds, anything like that. Things that are similar, that you know will have a similar kind of level output and similar processing. A big advantage when you've got group tracks uh, or folder tracks, as they're often referred to as, is that when the project gets really large and you've got a really high channel count, you can fold them down into a far more streamlined arrangement window, making it much easier to see what's going on and only focusing in on the channels and the tracks that you're currently using at any particular time, not having to currently wade through channel after channel of, of things that aren't directly important to the task at hand. Keeping track of time. I find that keeping track of time is really useful for keeping on task. There are dedicated productivity apps for this, but I've kind of resulted to using either just a very standard stopwatch type timer on phone or iPad, or I found a plugin called Track Stats made by Tom Cosm, which is brilliant. And you can stick that on your master channel and it actually totals up all of the time for various sessions each time you open and close a project it tells you how long it was open for and then it gives you a little readout within the plugin for that so you can keep track of all the time you've spent on the particular project obviously when the project was open and then when you finish the project as a quick reference you've got a guide of how many hours you actually spent on it which is quite easy to overlook there are other little actions and tasks that I like to apply to a project to help the workflow. But what I've outlined here, I think are the main ones that I come back to again and again that I find really help the way I work. I mean, working as a creative producer, there has to be a degree of experimentation allowed to keep interest and passion in the work you do, or at least it does for me in some of the work that I'm doing. So it doesn't become stale and I don't feel like I'm trudging down the same furrow from project to project. I always like to strive for creative greatness, but to do this with a professional hat on, as if a client wants a mix, then it has to be great, regardless of how many new techniques and creative tricks you use in the process. You have to be comfortable deciding that enough is enough and that the mix is done. Sometimes this decision is very clear, but sometimes there are subtle changes that you could continue making for the rest of your life. And actually what you need to do is stop, have some confidence in your abilities and decide that it is done. When I do this, and then I've come back to a project weeks or even months later, I'm really disappointed. Yes, of course I could make changes, but this is always the way with audio projects. So you have to be ruthless, you have to make 
clear decisions, stand by them and move on. Otherwise, you will never have enough time to be able to do everything you need to do. And the more decisions you do make, the easier they become. Apply experience, skills and knowledge, work quickly and let go. I'd really love to hear about how you work and the kind of tips and tricks you keep up your sleeve for working efficiently on audio projects. Because when I speak to different people, everybody has their own little ways to do things. Projects obviously vary, but there are some really useful, valuable tips out there that I think we can all learn from and all adapt and adopt to help ourselves work better and more efficiently and to keep the creativity in the work that we're doing. Side channel. Side channel. Side channel. Side channel.